0: One, two, three, two, two, three. Baby, baby, baby. And, and we we'll, we'll started up. Yeah?
1: Yeah. Yeah, no, no, no. Every time you do that, I got to hit the got it button.
0: Oh, that's right. Yeah. The
1: since that we're recording. So it's like every episode is going to start off with
0: me like creepy, like this. Like, right up in the face. I can cut off yes. that part at the very, very beginning. Yeah. But yeah. So, no, no, no,
1: no, no! Do it. It'll be like the the R. Kelly video, like when he's
0: practicing. <laughs> and stuff. I don't. I don't know that we want to be putting ourselves in the. In, in, no, in, I just in, wanted
1: to start. No, I just wanted to start off having a little fun.
0: All right, so so we're we're chilling. Oh, I'm chilling in the closet recording studio. You got the basement recording studio, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. The this week's episode is on. Um, I'll be there for you. Um, Meth Man, Mary J and A Case of You by Joni Mitchell, um, mm-hmm. which are, um, as always, two really great songs. Um, So give me a little bit about about the Meth Man song. Let's start us out see and what, see what you've got.
1: Well, I mean, and I say this all the time and I've posted this song as many a time on mm-hmm. social media as an adult male. And I usually post it around Valentine's Day. And here's mm-hmm. why. It's the greatest hip-hop love song ever. And it is the song of all the hip-hop love songs. Mm -hmm. This is the song that makes it cool to love a woman. Oh, cool. In hip-hop. Like, it's the coolest of the songs. It's the best, but it's the coolest one, too. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that. Yeah, it's the coolest one, too. That's part of the effect and the appeal.
0: So, right like cuz you want to be like that, right? I mean, you want to have a relationship that's like the one he's describing? Is that is that kind of what you're getting at?
1: No, not even necessarily the relationship that you want to like that is very insightful that you even went there with it. Not even the relationship necessarily that you want to have, but the relationship that you're most likely going to have as a mm-hmm. black man dealing with a black woman in love in uh in this inner city angst and circumstance and so it's an accurate depiction of that uh i've I've spoken uh plenty of times about how the visual aid of this video Mm -hmm. is key because it's going through a day of him essentially being on the run from the police
0: oh you know
1: but the the story starts off like with him leaving his girl's crib
0: Mm -hmm. like in the video
1: the video yeah uh-huh. and the mom is tripping telling the girl how he's not going to be nothing mm-hmm. and he's leaving the house and the whole scene is is that you know the cops are chasing him he's not the one that actually committed the crime he's okay. actually not the bad guy but he's being perceived as the bad guy the same way mom perceived oh. him as the bad guy to start the off the video mm-hmm. so the perception of him being the bad guy with mom in the house and then outside in the streets with the police. And so it's the, um, it's some James Dean going on. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He's the rebel, but he's the rebel in love with the girl, you know, and this is how the rebel loves the girl where we're from, you know, and this is the accurate depiction of that, you know, okay. Even when the skies were gray, you would rub me on my back and say, baby, it's going to be okay. And that's real to a brother like me, baby yeah
0: Mm -hmm. i love that so much like it's yeah like like as as, as not obviously in my lived experience because i did not grow up in that world but um but one of the the great things about the song for me um especially listening to you talk about it is that it helps me not experience it but like i I can see that lens right like it helps me understand what it's like sort of not like i can't because because obviously i cannot experience that so it is it's like reading a great book or something like that it's secondhand
1: yeah it's secondhand smoke andrew you're vicariously experiencing it like you know you, you know secondhand you know that you can't experience it but you're intelligent you're articulate. So is the artist delivering the message. Mm-hmm. And so you're able to connect with it vicariously, even though not necessarily your circumstance. And, 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 here, and you want to know why that is? And I mm. literally just thought of this while you were speaking. Yeah, what's up? This is the style of record. Listen to what I'm about to say. Mm-hmm. That the beauty of it is in the simplicity, very comparable to all the great Beatles records.
0: Mm. Yeah, I can get behind that.
1: You get what I'm saying? It's yeah. like, no, no, no. The message actually can be deeper, but just the surface level of the message isn't that complicated. It's super groovy. Oh, yeah. It's catchy. You understand what's going on and it makes you feel something. Doesn't yeah. that sound like Beatles records to you? It sounds so, exactly
0: like Beatles records, yeah.
1: And so this song is that, even though it's a Marvin Gaye and Tammy Terrell remake, right. the beauty of it is in the simplicity like a lot of great Beatles records.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean all you need is love, right? I mean, it's the same kind of phrase, right? I mean, Very you're all I need to get by. Like it's the same yes, idea. Yes.
1: And this is and and also too, to the remake uh portion of it, this is them updating uh the formula. You know, mm-hmm. uh black love in the nineties is a little bit more off-putting and tenuous and dysfunctional in the nineties than it is in the seventies. And so that uh love that tammy and terrell um that tammy terrell and marvin Gaye are mm-hmm. speaking to that love still exists but it is kind of born a different existence and some mm-hmm. of those things about that love have been stripped down and taken away from the fabric of our society yeah, there,
0: there's pain in that record and both of mm-hmm. them but like yeah. i mean any anything that marvin Gaye sings there's pain in i mean like that's that's just how his voice works but uh, but but that record is smooth as hell, like the 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 yes. one, it's, it's yes. smooth smooth so. smooth. And this one is is beautiful. The method and Mary J is it's but it's, it's a little more jarring. It's got that synth, that that synthesizer riff mm-hmm. that is going. I I, w- I don't have a piano in here to play it, but like it's going where she's singing the Tammy Terrell part, like going down half steps You're all I need to get by. Today. I'm not going to try to sing Mary J. I'm going to embarrass myself, but like, um, but the, but the the synthesizer or theremin or whatever it is that it, that's being played is going kind of in the opposite direction that she's singing. And it's, so it yes. kind of mirrors the disjointed that you're explaining anyway. So it's not the, a thing that I noticed until now, but I mean, it does well, that.
1: Well, the RZA, who is the author of two of the three versions of this mm-hmm. track. And, and when I'm referencing this track, I'm specifically re- referencing his Razor Sharp mm-hmm. remix, which the video accompanied. I'm not right. referencing the Puff Daddy version that got played on the radio. And that's... I'm not referencing the original version on Tical. I'm referencing right. the Razor Sharp remix with that synth that you're talking about. And so here is the thing that's even beautiful about this record. And, and you and I spoke about this behind the scenes. Well, you're going to be hard pressed in 1995 to find two, uh, to find artists in these genres that are respected for their realness and their grittiness, the way method man and Mary are. Okay. And so, and so Marvin and Tammy were loved because of their chemistry and for the mm-hmm. beauty of their voices. Meth and Mary are kind of loved for the pain that they bring okay. literally in, the meth, in Method Man's case, the first single off Takao Cal is called <laughs> Bring the
0: Pain. That's what I thought. Okay, yeah. That's... The
1: song that propelled him into stardom is a hardcore rap song called Bring the Pain. Takao mm-hmm. went platinum. Takao was a platinum album before this song dropped, mostly because of Bring the Pain. Okay. Mary J. Blige, more than any other artist in modern-day R&B times, the pain in her voice is what oh, yeah. resonates. It is not the and I've said this to, to anybody that wants to hear it is, is that like, well, on her best day, she can't do Mariah and Whitney's mm-hmm. runs. Like on her best day, she can't do like like Mariah and Whitney.
0: They're on I mean, a whole god different bless,
1: god, like, god God bless god, god bless Whitney. So Mariah wakes up and does runs when her throat is craggy that Mary yep. can't do. Mm-hmm. But Mary makes you feel something that Mariah on her best day in her most painful moment will never make you feel yeah. and so let's go to the hook because there's a different contrast because tammy was somebody who was in a relationship with david ruffin who was physically abusive to her and oh, I I psychologically abusive either. to her yes david ruffin from the Temptations, mm-hmm. who arguably has the greatest voice of all time oh he working. is an
0: extraordinary voice un- yeah. unreal. i mean if
1: we're talking i mean he's i mean vocally he's the the male whitney houston to me vocally mm, okay like on personal opinion, if you're talking about give me one guy's voice, give me that guy's voice and talent and gift that he totally blew
0: and, and can, can, can sing anything kind of guy can sing anything kind of guy.
1: Yeah. And hadn't even really touched this potential. Really. Right. It's really sad. But, you know, she was somebody that you didn't even know all that was going on with Tammy because her voice was so beautiful and it gave such oh, a yeah. beautiful feeling and emotion off. Mm-hmm. When Mary is coming in singing these same words, you almost feel a resignation to it that speaks to the tenuous nature and dysfunctionality. Like when she's singing over Mm -hmm. that synthesizer and it was plain to see, you are my destiny. She's saying it almost like it's, it's almost bittersweet, Mm -hmm. Andrew, you know, it's not, it's not all sweet and happy. Like the first version, it's like, no, 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 this is where we're at. So this is what it is too. And there's that part of black love that's tenuous in modern day times that is like specifically applicable. And just her, when that song is starting off before the beat drops, encapsulates that feeling. So the record is special before he even ever raps. Yes, and he's it super is. special on the record. He's super special on the record. Yeah, he's the very record good. special before he raps. Yeah. It's a tour de force. I mean, it if it is one of the few uh, rap songs that I say is clearly in the argument. Four best rap song ever made. Mm And there are not a lot of rap songs like that that deserve to be held in the conversation. But when I talk about fight the power Mm -hmm. or nothing but a G thing or Dear Mama or Creamy, like this is one One More Chance remix with Big. Like this Mm -hmm. is one of those records. Award tour by Tribe Called Quest. They reminisce over you by Pete Rock and CL Smooth. This is one of those records. It's top level. it's, it's, it's at the very, very top of the level. And here's the thing about it. It's one of the few hip-hop records. It's one of the greatest records of all time. That's on the high level on every spectrum, has in lyrically, high. As in production, high. Visual aid, high. Record sales, high. Hit-making, high. Artist star power, high. It's, it's one of those 10 of 10 Guest across performances, the board. Yeah. Guest performances, high. Hook, high. Like, what do you want out of a hip hop record? This record provides All the you with some of those things. Oh, you need a hit? This record is a hit. You want it to be gritty? No, it's that too. You want star power? You got Meth and Mary. What do you want? You want the but, beat? But you also, it also
0: connects to previous generations too, because it's a Marvin and Tammy it's, song, right? It's like, dumb, so it's, people recognize people would have recognized that, I would assume. Like, my
1: aunt recognized it the first time it came on when she heard it. She said, "Oh, they took the Marvin Tammy record. Oh." Yeah, I can remember riding in the car with my aunt on West Boulevard when she heard it mm-hmm. and her dad's Caprice going yeah. to the corner store and she was like, Oh, they took the Marvin Tammy record, huh? <laughs> okay, I see what y'all doing. Right. <laughs> yeah. So it's one of those things too. That's what I mean. There's nothing missing about the record. And so it's and it's a and here's what I mean about what makes it special, mm-hmm. even in the vein of all the other great all-time hip-hop records, yeah. and listen to me when I say this, this is the only love song that's in all-time, all-time great hip-hop song. Oh, wow. It's okay. the only love song that's in the canon of those songs. All the other songs speak to a theme, speak to a moment, or speak mm-hmm. to the MC. This moment speaks to love. It's the only all-time hip-hop great, it's the only all-time great hip-hop song
0: mm-hmm.
1: where the message is specifically love yeah. It's the only one. It's the only one. Cream's not about love. Nothing but a G thing is not about love. Fighting yeah. Power is not about the love, even though you love your black people. Like, no, this song is about love. One More Chance isn't about love. It's actually not. It's very Dear, Dear Mama is the closest
0: like, one on that list to that. Dear, that's Dear a different mama, kind of love, right? I mean, like you're...
1: It, 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 has the, it, it has the feeling and the emotion of love there because he loves his mama. But even that is a struggle song. Yeah, That it's it more is more in line. Dear Mama is more a struggle song that is closer to fight the power and the angst mm-hmm, involved yeah, than It is. I'll be there for you in terms of the love felt.
0: Right. Because no, listen no, to what I'm saying. Well, all, all I was saying is like that's the closest of the list. Yes, that no, no, have. no,
1: it is. It is. But even when you go to that, it's like mm-hmm. that's what I'm saying. And even as a crack fiend mama, right, you exactly. always was a black. Even though I act crazy, I got to thank the Lord that you made man. There are mm-hmm. no words that can express how I feel. You never kept a secret. Always stayed real. That's painful shit. That's mm-hmm. not, oh, yeah. that's the
0: And the, the whole song is too. Like and yeah. we'll, we'll have we'll have a whole nother episode on that yeah, song, yeah, Like that's, having, that's that's that's, yeah, that's a su- like you said it's song. a super important song, but No. Um, I, how
1: about this? Like when I think of the greatest rap songs of all time, The only songs that I think in my mind clearly that stay in my head above I'll Be There for You off the top of my head are Dear Mama and Cream and Fight the Power. That's how special I'll Be There for You is. So top five? In my opinion, yes, top five. I would probably place it at fifth if I'm I'm thinking about it accurately. I would put Cream, Fight the Power, and Dear Mama ahead of it. Those are the only three songs clearly that I could think of that that Mm -hmm. deserve to be ahead of it so it's saying a lot about that record Because listen to the songs i just named. yeah that's so,
0: that's the rarest of air that's, and that's also i
1: want to say too if you'll notice something who's the guy singing the hook the cream
0: Meth too right yeah sure. this guy so he's, he's yeah, he got two of the top special. five right yeah, into the top five.
1: yeah this guy's special yeah, yeah. this guy's special
0: i want to I circle back around a little bit to something that you said earlier um about the pain and you're all i need to get by like the resignation in it um it's almost like she's or I'm, I'm, I'm trying to say back to you what you said and see if i can put a little in, put a little um make sure i'm understanding correctly it's almost like she's saying i know the words that are coming out of her mouth are not you all i have to get by like you're the only thing that i have to get by but it seems like that that's what she's saying like the content of it. This is this is
1: one of those, well, it's not what you do. It's how you do it and who's doing it. And okay. so Mary, pun intended, brings the pain mm-hmm. when she sings. Yeah. And so these same loving words that Tammy's singing 20 years before, mm-hmm. it sounds more painful when Mary is saying the same words, because Mary is speaking about it from the tenuous and dysfunctional place, mm-hmm. too. Tammy's singing it from that loving place. Mary's singing from a tenuous place. Vocally. I see what you're saying, yeah. Yes. So it's one of those, and I think we're going to get in this stylistically with Joni Mitchell about some things that maybe I'm about to say about her record is, is that vocally Mary is doing something on this track that you really have to pay attention to to catch
0: mm-hmm.
1: kind of what Joni's doing vocally.
0: Mm-hmm. It's yeah, like, it
1: could, oh no, just, you'll yeah. miss it if you're not paying attention
0: if you're not paying and close I attention said, to the mary record uh, to the mary part like she's just singing the same thing over and over you could say that, right, right? but she's but not listen,
1: but and, and, but listen to her though yeah. like you like like you you're saying like listen to Joni's voice on that record and what she's getting away with because of vocally what she's doing <laughs> well yep. look at the emotion in the because t- here's what i'm saying is is that Mo- mary's voice actually sets you up emotionally to feel what you feel before meth ever raps, and you don't even really realize it unless you're paying attention Mm -hmm. you know you're too busy you're you're wrapped in the moment it's meth it's mary they're taking the marvin and tammy sample they're on the rooftop together in the blue light in the video Mm -hmm. bobbing their head like you're lost you're missing it's like oh no she's setting you up for that that black love is tenuous moment like you're there you're there and you don't even know that you're there that's the mark of greatness too. She put yep. you somewhere and you don't even know that you're there. And then you can look back on it and be like, oh, that's like, Mary oh. who set that off. Yeah. Because yeah. the record, like, because in my mind, every time I think about that record, I think about that scent, and I think about, she, like, spring, morning, dew
0: It's mm-hmm. eerie almost yep.
1: how she's it. And then,
0: because the, the, it's kind of, and the, the synth thing is wavering, too. That's what, I don't know if it's really yes. a synth or a theremin. Key. You know what a theremin is? Like, it's a little thing where you have to hold little two sticks beside things. Yeah. Okay, okay. yeah, yeah. I it, didn't know what it was and, and, it makes, yeah. and it makes that kind of woo sound, yes. right? And I don't know if that's actually what they're using or they're using a synthesizer to do it, but the notes are, are wavering, too, which, which so, highlights the pain and the shakiness and all of the other things that you were just saying.
1: So the RZA is the producer of this record. Mm-hmm. nobody's better at doing the eerie and the off kilter in the history of rap than this guy. So okay. when you apply his eerie and off kilter and off beat stuff, like this is a guy like, and he does this with method man specifically. There's a record on liquid swords by the jizza called mm-hmm. shadow boxing.
0: Yeah.
1: And method man has the first verse in the third verse, but what people forget about that record is, is that the RZA mm-hmm. switches the beat pattern Because the pace that Method Man is rhyming at on the first verse and then what Jizz is rapping at on the second verse and then where Meth switches again is rapping at a different pace than he's even rapping at on the first verse. Mm -hmm. The RZA literally distorts the beat with scratches and changes the pace of it three separate times within one song. So we're talking about a guy.
0: That's incredibly skillful.
1: This incredibly skillful at the subtle things and contorting things. So what you're hearing with that synth, oh, no, no, no. He's playing with Mary's voice with the synth. That's intentional. Like oh, if yeah. another producer was doing that, I'd be like, oh, no, no, no. Good luck moment. No, no, no. that So that off-kilterness that you're hearing, mm-hmm. intentional. Because Mary's voice is not always polished and off-kilter, but painful. Mm-hmm. He's tapping into something and he's but, the best at yeah, that as a hip hop producer. Yeah, both
0: both of those riffs the what she's singing the the they call it chromatic scale they're going down half steps. Yes. The, yes. You're all I need to get by. Okay. Um yeah, yeah. The, it's going down half steps and the I wish I had written down like what the notes were that he was playing on the synth but they're they're dissonant like they're not notes yes. that you would expect. Um either one either Piece of it, so yeah, it 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 adds to the effect, um and the dissonance adds to the effect, and the shaking, so like all of the production that, like I didn't know all the things that you have said, so like I, now I'm taking that back to what I heard in the in just the music part of it, and and not the rapping part of it, but like the, not that that's not music, that's a horrible. Like the melodic part, I guess is what, oh, I'm what trying I think. to say. Yeah, um, that they all those pieces all match right they all go with it they're all intentional like like i knew obviously i know they're great musicians and they're great artists and clearly it's intentional but i now because of what you've said have words to understand why how it's intentional and like what what they're trying to achieve
1: so the dissonance that you're speaking of, that's mm-hmm. the most intentional part about it. That's where like, that's where his genius as a producer comes in because he does the sparse and the abstract and mm-hmm. the dissonance on pers- on purpose mm-hmm. to give the artist space to breathe and okay. to to get that shit out. Like, like he does that on purpose intentionally with his tracks. That's why I was cool. speaking to Shadow Boxing with Method Man. It's like, no, no, no. He's played this game before. He freaks the beat often. Specifically with this guy, because this guy is called Method Man. He's called Method Man because he has very many methods and styles to how he flips his shit. He's oh. the Method Man. Right.
0: See, yeah. I, I've learned all kinds of stuff in this episode. This is great.
1: Yeah, yeah. many methods to his style. He's the Method Man. M-E-T-H-O-D.
0: Yeah. I do know that song.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's where it comes from. But okay. that's why they call him the method man there's very he has many methods and styles and ways that he approaches things rhyme wise and and, and 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 he's ahead of his time because how he approaches rhyme scheme and rhyme pattern and rhyming when you first hear him in 1993 is groundbreaking he's one of the groundbreaking guys him and cool. biggie specifically with their pattern of delivery no nobody ever rapped like that before them that's why I'd be saying it's like If you hear somebody say, oh, well, he raps like Biggie or he raps like Method Man. It's like, well, understand nobody did before. Okay. Yeah.
0: There's a special guy, special guy,
1: special song. One of the best voices ever.
0: Oh yeah. The voices. We've talked about this in all the other, I mean, we've talked about meth actually, specifically the voices like, is like, like even I, who am, who was not raised in this world, um, in, in the hip hop world necessarily. Um like even like even before we started doing this, I recognized his voice instantly. Like this is yes. we we had not talked about cream before um before that episode and like I did not do really any research on that. I mean I mm-hmm. just wrote down some of the stuff that I noticed. But um like even I knew that was him. Like he's like, um
1: he's he's Mick Jagger in a sense.
0: Yeah. He's it's got like to- oh you
1: don't gotta you don't got to know the music to know the voice. You know who that is. Like everybody, everybody on this side of things, Andrew, when Mick Jagger singing, we know who Mick Jagger is. Like we know who that is.
0: Yeah, we Mick know Jagger's that got a very, on. very distinct voice.
1: Right. We know who Mick Jagger is when he comes on. Right. Same thing with Method Man. He's a Mick Jagger. Of this.
0: Cool. Yeah. That's, that's, vocally that's, that's,
1: when that's... he comes on. Vocally when he comes on, it's like, oh, I already know who that is. Even mm-hmm. if you don't listen to his music, I know who that is.
0: Yeah. If you've never mm-hmm. heard the song before, you're like, yeah, that's yeah, it's that's Mick.
1: Him. Yeah. Even if like, that's what I mean. Even if you're not a fan of the music, I told you about that time that I was taking that run. I had, to, I had the rental car. I had to take my car to the dealership I had yeah. the rental car. It was on the Rolling Stones XM radio. And I just rolled it for like two days. I had, I heard so much stone shit that I had never heard before, but no, guess th- what there's I a ton. No, there is a ton. There's two days worth of me for, for me to listen to. I want people to understand that. But every record that came on, I was like, Oh, that's Mick though. And I knew I knew who it was, even if I didn't know the record, because I'm so acquainted with the voice, because the voice is the voice is part of this culture. Like okay. I, I I I I know Paul McCartney's voice like that too, yeah. Andrew. I know not not John Lennon's because he passed, but I know Paul McCartney's voice like that too. Every time Paul McCartney comes on, I know exactly who that is. Like every yeah. single time. So that would be the Method Man Biggie comparison. I would say like 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 Paul and Mick, like the distinctive voices of their era. Yeah.
0: Like yeah. We'll get into Lennon and McCartney more, and as a there's a couple episodes later we'll do we'll do another Beatles episode. But um, original, like in in their early days, they sounded much more similar than they did Lennon and McCartney did. They were harder to tell apart in like the early 60s. That by the time you got to. Like their strawberry fields and let it be's of the world, they were much more distinct. That's distinctive
1: voices. by then. Yeah, it's uh, distinctive uh, by then. I mean, no, I part of
0: that is because original when they were doing those first songs, they were like 22, 23, and they were like close to 30 by the time the band broke up. Yeah, so. they, they
1: hadn't, they all this hadn't came through yet. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that happens too.
0: So, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, now, now, Joni Mitchell's voice, we'll, we'll kind of transition here a little bit. Um, if that's cool no, let's you. get
1: to it. Cause, okay. because,
0: the Joey's voice is out.
1: super special yeah no the, no no. it's more special than i even realized she's the main reason i went. remember i was telling you i put all our stuff back on play again yep she was the main reason why and while we're talking about voices i would say outside of method man her voice was the voice that resonated the most mm-hmm. in terms of it was like man i was like it's something different
0: it is different yeah that's and that's what yeah. I uh that's my first reaction to hearing Joni Mitchell's voice. It's higher than most popular singers, um like folk singers anyway. Um it's it it cuts through in a way and it's not it's not powerful. I mean it is powerful, but it's not like full voiced like in your face like no. a Janis Joplin or a Stevie Nicks or those kind of people. Um, but it is, it it does cut through in a way that very few people's voices do. And it is one of those voices that you hear and you're like, oh, that's Johnny Mitchell. Like that's, it's, it's a pretty distinct one too.
1: So guess who I thought about vocally as a hip hop artist when I thought about her voice. Huh? Who? So listen to this. Her voice to me is very sharp. It is. And very precise. That is true. And very crisp. And very clear.
0: Mm-hmm. There's all of those things.
1: I thought of Nas. Huh. Because
0: that...
1: when I think okay, of his voice, cause, 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 l- l- let me tell you what I thought about his voice. Right. I always looked at his voice where it's like, you got the guys, like the guys before him, like KRS-One and Chuck D. Mm-hmm. They're booming over the track. Yeah, they are. And then you got guys like Method Man and Big who are his contemporaries that are velvety on the track and just Mm -hmm. molasses on the track. And it just sounds brilliant. and so smooth. He was always the guy that was kind of like, you know, how remember the old sewing machines How the old sewing machines? Yeah. Through everything. That's what his voice was to me. And that's what her voice is to me. It's that just cutting through everything like a sewing needle does with precision. You know, (laughs) I saw through it and it gets the job done and it's clear and it's crisp and it's concise and it's precise. Sewing needle voice, Nas, Joni Mitchell, like clear and precise to the point. Yeah. Because here's the thing, I realized this about both of them. They both get away with a lot as songwriters yeah. because what they are saying is so clear to be understood that it makes you actually question: Did they just say that? They didn't just say that, did they? Hold yeah. on. Yeah, it's it's the clarity. It's, yeah, of-
0: and it's interesting. Like you, you're like, did this? tiny little white lady just say what like, yeah I mean it's that kind of right. thing I would put I would put her um, as one of the greatest I wouldn't I don't want to say not I'm, she's not a great songwriter she is a great songwriter but like as far as like pure lyricists um, she, she's in the like the top 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 tier um, so let's, she, she's so up let's- there with like Dylan and with Paul Simon and people like that um, I'm
1: more impressed by her, and I'm going to tell you
0: why. And this is where the Nas
1: comparison comes back in again, too. Mm-hmm. It's the never-ending dual-edge meanings of the things that she <laughs> says that you can pull from.
0: Oh, yeah, there's tons of that. And we'll get there's into that more that. specifically. Yeah. Not,
1: not, 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 I'm, and I'm not super acquainted, but uh-huh. Dylan and Paul don't have Paul Simon don't have it like that as writers do they maybe dylan i'm not as heavy in the paul simon stuff, but not 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 like that though andrew or am i wrong i mean just just tell me because because i because i can break down this whole song and i can give you three different interpretations of what she may be feeling
0: yeah at at least right i mean there's lots of and and that fits and i don't want to go off too much into a sidebar um because we'll do separate we've done dylan already and i'm sure we'll end up with back with dylan because dylan's got a whole like Know, 50 year career full of stuff um and and paul simon will do one of, at least we have i have scheduled to do at least one of his um the okay. song the box the song uh, the boxer um yeah, I'm familiar. is 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 paul simon um or something okay that's okay okay but um but um they're they're both storytellers and one of the geniuses of Joni Mitchell. And one of the reasons that you can have three different interpretations for the song, at least a case of you, um, is that the, the emotional experience that she's going through in the song is complicated, right? Like it's, 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 it's being, it's from the perspective of someone who is like probably at the end of a relationship. Um, and she's, it's kind of falling apart. Um, Historians say that it 's about her relationship with Graham Nash, who was another folk artist from the sixties um, and that relationship ended about the time she was writing this both the song and the whole album called blue um, but it 's it 's a love song, but it 's not a love song it 's a uh, there, there's so, there, there's so, some so, fuck you's in there there's right, so some he, like i love you stills in there there's like all of that and all and, so, and we've so all experienced we breakups something. right so we yeah. like we we know like they're and at the end of relationships there's all of those different emotions happening at once
1: right so i think when i hear this record and this all just came to me just now while you were talking mm-hmm. you know because you and i we we go back quite sometimes yep. to our to our formative years. Yeah, and when you were saying all this, you want to know what this record is. What this record is, it, it, and this is the beauty about about Joni. Like, I could see Rihanna remaking this record. Okay. Mm, okay. I could see Rihanna remaking this record successfully.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But I could also see that if something like Kate Chopin's *The Awakening* were to be made into a video or made for TV movie, mm-hmm. I could see this song being the theme music for Edna Pontellier.
0: Yep, it is very much that. Yeah. So
1: it could be. So I want people to understand. Oh, this could belong to this could be theme music for *The Awakening* by Kate Chopin, and you know, I mean, if you know what that book is in the canon of literature, which you and I, yeah, know, we can Ian Kuttner for that, right? Yep. What up? Cutt- Shout out. <laughs> Aren't you friends with Cutner still? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. He's, Sing he's,
1: Cutner this.
0: I will. I'll just, shout ask out. Him,
1: hey, hey, I'll never remember. I wrote a poem about domestic violence, and I out—I sketched a handout, and I wrote a poem about domestic violence, and he read it to the class, and I was like, yo, this dude's different. He is I'm different. Like, this little white dude that graduated top of his class in Cornell is reading my poem about (laughs) domestic violence and the projects to kids at West Charlotte. I'm like, yeah, I'm getting down with this white dude. I don't care what people say about him.
0: He's a great, he's a great teacher. No, he's a special
1: dude. I know, I know special people when I meet him, you know what I'm saying? But, but that's who Joni Mitchell is in terms of her brilliance as a writer. That's like, no, no, that's something that Rihanna could take and riff off of, but that's also something that you could take and flip from the awakening by Kate Chopper. You, you it's, got, got, you it's got, got, got layers it's got levels yeah. it's got the whole spectrum and that's what i mean when i say it's like oh well, i don't know if paul simon and bob dylan provide that andrew i don't know if they provide that because even when she's talking about i could drink a case of you mm-hmm. you want to know what i really thought about what? It's like you were talking about how it could be a representation of how weak he is as a man but then i was thinking but that could be how tired and immune she is to his bullshit as a woman too
0: yeah it like, could be all of I've, those things has i been
1: has i been taking this shit for so long it's like i should be drunk but i'm not it's not because you're weak it's because i'm strong you can yeah. take it, can it, be it both cuts of those both of those ways like, nah, yes exactly it cuts both of those ways immediately and, and so for those it's of like, you uh,
0: don't know the lyric the whole lyric there she, the, the 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 i guess chorus or the the how she ends each of the verses is i could drink a case, of, drink you a case of you and still you. Be, you on be on my feet
1: my feet But hold on. But also, too, that could speak to the oppression of because she could be saying, like. I have to deal with all this oppressive ass bullshit in this relationship and still feel like make your meal and clean this house, attend to the kids, like be on my feet. Right. So there's so many ways to take it. It's like, oh, I don't know if she's like on her like hippie burn the bra shit right there. (laughs) Or you feel me?
0: Yeah, I do. Yeah.
1: So, so there's so many ways to take it. And there are so many things that she's speaking to with these sentiments and these sentiments are not being, um, mm-hmm. they're not being edified in a complicated way. She's being very straightforward with you. Yep. She's being very shady. She's being very shady and she's getting away with being shady because she has a great crisp voice.
0: Yeah. But like that last verse of the song, uh, I, I wrote down these lyrics and then I can't find my paper now. So I'm going to, um, cool. I'm going to, I'm going to badly paraphrase it. Um it she the it says something like i talked to a woman who had a mouth like yours which my impression is that means like a, a family member of his right like who whose face right. looks like his and
1: or, or 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 it could be saying
0: you complaining like a little bitch it could oh. be and and she says like like this other person told that her place. that um like go to him and be with him if you can, but be prepared to bleed. Like that's like that, that other person told. And right. like, if you think about that as coming from like a family member of his, that's, that's. Cold. that's gossip. Yeah. It's also
1: gossip. So it's yeah. like, hold on. So also, so let's go back to the dysfunctionality and the tenuous nature mm-hmm. of things that we expressed that Mary was expressing mm-hmm. like vocally.
0: Yep. Joni is
1: expressing them figuratively and literally not yep. vocally. She's yep. literally saying, like, like, your family member told me you was a little screwed up in the head. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they did. I, I ignored her because I loved you. But I remember when she told me that she was messed up in yep. the head at the barbecue. You know? <laughs> so that's right. That's, her, yep. that's what I mean when it's like mm-hmm. she's shady on here, too. She's like, don't be like that's her. That, and that's also her way of saying, like, don't you act like it's just me. Like I remember yep. when your family members told not, me that you you
0: know you don't call yeah, me crazy. I'm not crazy. I'm not crazy. Don't call
1: me crazy. I talked to your family. They called you crazy too. They, 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 like, they, oh, they Parker, you better not. They've known like, you they've been your
0: whole life. Yeah. Like
1: right. That's that, that's her way of saying it. you better watch your tongue.
0: Yeah. You better watch I mean, your like tongue. The, it's the, and the it's song starts funny. with one of the the greatest burns in, and it's told in this like sweet little soprano voice. But she mm-hmm. but she says like just before our love got lost. You said, "I'm as constant." Like she's quoting him back to him. Uh, like I'm as constant. You said that you were as constant as the northern star, and I said const- constantly. In, what do you mean, like constantly in the darkness? In the darkness. Like, like <laughs> um, if you need me, I'll be down in the bar. Like she's like, I am oh. that, That's that's another one of those. I'm tired of yours. Sh- I'm I'm out. Like yeah. Those are gang you go, signs. You have your little quotable moments yourself. I'm right. going, going to go down if here. You're, if, if you're in
1: a relationship, those are gang signs that your relationship's about the end. Mm-hmm. All right. Those are yep. gang signs.
0: Yep. And, and then she goes down to, uh, but, the, but the other half of this is like she goes down to the bar, and the end of that verse is like she's sitting at the bar um, with like the blue light. There's there's a blue, it uh, actually matches, right? And the blue light with the other video. Um, and that, the whole album's called Blue if you want to get right down to it, Ooh, um, she's sitting there. Um, she's sitting down at the bar with the blue TV light on her face and she's drawing like doodling on the back of coasters or whatever. And um, she's an artist. Oh. I mean, she's like a painter artist who will get to that. Right, in right, 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 but um, she says something like, um, like she's drawing a map of Canada on the back of the coaster. She's Canadian. Um, and she says like she's dr- she looks down and she's drawn like a picture of his face twice in the map. Okay. So he's still like so, part of so, but, her and in, the, in there.
1: Right, but also too, but you want to know what else she's expressing too? Mm. Like she's expressing that she's kind of like fair game and vulnerable too as yeah. in like I would rather be at the bar being hit on by strangers and drawing pictures of you and potentially going home with them than putting up with your shit any longer. That's what I mean. So there's a whole lot of depth in what she's not saying by just her as a woman who is in a relationship saying, this is this woman in this committed relationship going to the bar instead of talking to you, which means we're not that committed anymore. Exactly, got to read between the lines. That's what I'm saying. Those are all types of gang signs. Yep, she's pretty much saying like I'm claiming sets out here, and like you're not, you're not the set. I'm claiming anymore.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm done and, with you. And she, I mean, she is, is a better she's a painter I too. too. I mean, I mean you the see that you see the like the art no, the in her artistic, her lyrics. Yeah. Um, but she is a painter too. She said she was like a she said in interviews that she was like a, a sidetracked painter basically that got kind of rerouted into this music thing, but she considers herself a painter. I mean, she, and she says that in the second verse of the song too, she says, I'm a lonely painter. I live in a box of paints. Um, but, um, and, but she also says, you know, I'm frightened by the devil, but I'm drawn to those who ain't afraid. Like, so she, she's admitting like this relationship probably isn't good for me. Like, like I'm drawn to those who aren't afraid of like, but like, she I know this is guys, not good, but it's bad. still like, like, she
1: likes the bad guys.
0: Like I can't fish.
1: help it. Yeah. She needs some therapy. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: As, as yeah. do we all. <laughs> yeah. Um, he never lies. Um, so yeah, it's, it's such a, such an amazing, amazing song because it, it captures somebody going through that. Her um, range experience. of emotions. Yes, the yeah. range and, of emotions
1: is what makes this record beautiful.
0: And so, like you, like you were saying, like with Rihanna and um, Kate Chopin and all those people, like it's, um, it, you can read. It's one of those songs that is super specific, like to what she ha- what happened to her or the character, I guess. And I don't know that it actually happened to her, um, but it is general enough that everybody can read their experiences, not everybody, but most people can read their experiences into it. Like yeah. you can say, oh, I felt like that way, that way.
1: I mean, you're gonna be you're gonna be hard pressed, Andrew, mm-hmm. to find a grown ass woman who is around our age bracket. Yeah. That has not felt unloved in a relationship. Oh yeah. Disregarded, oppressed neglected all of the above. dysfunctional mm-hmm. with a guy who was no good with a guy like so so she is speaking to a range of emotions that quite frankly it is easy for women to gravitate towards mm-hmm. but also too for us as men like if you're actually listening to it oh there's so many ways for us to look at this record it's like like she's almost one of those people that it's like if you walk in your house and your wife is playing Johnny Mitchell,
0: <laughs> you need to fix that shit. <laughs> you, yes. Yeah.
1: You need to fix that shit. Yeah. You can, you, you can think of it as
0: like beautiful music, but you can also like,
1: yeah, you can be like, hold on. Wait, let me, what?
0: let me make sure right. that, that we're right. all, no, that our relationship like, is not like, like this. Like,
1: like if she's playing Johnny Mitchell and y'all just went out the night before and had a wonderful night of sex, Like, totally healthy. But if y'all haven't connected for the last three or four days, you feel what I'm saying? Mm. And things have been a little tense in the home. You've been spending a little too much time with the kids instead of with each other. And Joni Mitchell starts playing. That's a whole nother vibe. Yep. And she has that range of emotions. And so that's a high, high skill level.
0: Yeah. She's tremendously.
1: Yes, she can. She can affect your home. Yes, she can. I was thinking about this record. I was like, man, this type of record that can affect your home. This record can affect your home.
0: Or it can give you in, it also gives you insight. Like it is that's how it can affect your own. Yeah, exactly. Like it, it, it helps you understand, right? Or helps mm-hmm. me understand. Um like mm-hmm. even like I I'm I'm not this is Don't you feel like an asshole
1: at the man after you listen to this record, even if you haven't been an asshole? Like just the artist <laughs> in you? Doesn't the artist in yeah. you feel like an asshole a little bit? like, like a, I know I just What kind of
0: yeah. Like, maybe I don't know what
1: he did, and you start thinking it's like, what did he do? It's like, did he take two down in one week? Like, what did he do? Did he not call for about val- Like, what did he do?
0: There's there, there's something for sure. She sends you. Through there, some there is a, emotions as a. There, man. there is yeah. an inciting incident involved in this.
1: Yes, song. yes. You get <laughs> you get the feeling as a man. It's like, what did this MFR do to set her off? Like, oh my god! Like, what did he do? Be like, you want to know? He did a few things. Yeah, he did.
0: I mean, yeah, sure. No, this is definitely a song where she is narrating like the building up of emotions, right? Like this, this has been going on a while, but then there was a thing, right? That. So. Um, I'm going to try to articulate something else about how she sings this. I don't know if I'm going to be able to do it successfully because to do it properly, I would have to like sing what she sings and I'm not even going to come close to trying to sing Joni Mitchell's voice. Um, my voice is probably about as far from Joni Mitchell's as you can possibly get. So, um, but, the fir- she sings I could drink a case of you and still be on my feet three times in the song um, the first time she sings it straight like I could drink a case of you and still be on my I like it's, it's, it's pretty like low key hey I'm gonna pause here and put in the actual runs that Joni sings because I want you to hear them and the argument doesn't make as much sense without it. And to avoid copyright, I had my friend Sarah Gray sing them instead. Um, shout out, Sarah Gray. Oh, I could drink a case of you, darling. And I would still be on my feet. Oh, I would still be on my feet. The second time she like goes way up and way down. Just, yes. I, I I promise you I'm not going to embarrass myself and try to sing Joni Mitchell. But like she, I, I may like pause the video and like put the little the notes the few notes in there. But she goes like way up and way down. It's kind of releasing some of that frustration, sort of. So this is the second one. Oh I could drink a case of you, darling. Still I'd be on my feet. I would still be on my feet. Um, And then the last time she goes straight up. Oh, I could drink a case of you, darling. Still I'd be on my feet I would still be on my feet It it always struck me as like she's releasing something through those 3 um like, like she's is it, like kind
1: of ca- ca- uh, cathartic to you
0: Yeah there there's some catharsis involved it also I mean if you want to I mean, again, this is one of the ways you can read it. Many different ways. This could be like I'm getting more drunk, right? I mean, it, it does that too. Right. So right. Um, it could be either. It could be both. It could. Hmm. It, it doesn't. Doesn't. Um, and I don't know that I'm articulating it right without hearing the music too. But um, no, I think
1: you're doing fine.
0: Um, yeah, you're doing fine. But that's that's a thing that I've I've noticed as well, um, and one and even like in the last um let's see he she says like um you're in my blood like holy wine yeah you, you taste sweet. you taste so bitter and so sweet, sweet. something like that yeah. um the she says that sweet. twice but then the last time she she switches it a little bit she says She it is choppier but she's it, she does it syncopated too you're right um but she also is instead of saying you're in my blood like holy wine. You're so bitter. She is it I think the first time she says it's so bitter and so sweet, and then the last time she says you're so bitter and breaks the line there, and then she right. says so bitter and so sweet. Like she That was the intention. On, yeah, oh it's yeah. absolutely on purpose. Totally um, intent. um where she's putting the phrase, you're so bitter by itself. Um to and so but then you're so bitter and so sweet, right? You're, you're both of these things, right? You're, you're not just. So um, what
1: you're saying is, is, is that like vocally and writing wise, mm-hmm. she is breaking up as the song is going along because the song mm-hmm. is about breaking up. Yeah. In yeah. terms of how she is literally, I mean, what what would be the um technical mu- musical term for making her
0: vocals choppy? What'd you say? sync syn- Syncopated. Yeah
1: syncopated would that Syn- be the syncopated is, is, is st- stica- like staccato different.
0: is the word you're looking for
1: staccato is the word i'm
0: looking for uh, but go. syncopated is like it's offbeat like yes. intentionally singing at the offbeat
1: no 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 um, she, she does that no, too no. though no she does both of these things
0: mm-hmm. intentionally on this record no
1: no i caught those things because the third verse is succinctly different stylistically mm-hmm. yeah, and it is format wise even though the verbiage is the same
0: Right. And so if you're a
1: lover of music, and, and we are, and we've both been artists and musicians, so we catch mm-hmm. those things. It's like the third verse, it, it, everything that you're saying, because even vocally, I feel like she's fluttering more.
0: Yeah, she is. Like she's absolutely. more in
1: falsetto. She's more in that falsetto mode of just like literally fluttering everywhere, almost like emotionally. She's fluttering everywhere.
0: Yeah, that, that last time she sings, sings a case of you, she's like, Doo, like, I can't yep, do it. Yep. But like, yep. she just goes straight up and slides around. I don't like, know if
1: Michael Jackson or Prince can do that. That falsetto, right. the, 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 it's, some it's, of these falsettos that she's hitting is nuts. Let's and let that be she's stated like, too. Yeah, Like some of her falsetto notes are nuts. And it's like, in, in, and I want to say this too. This is like style points thing. She is hitting some of these notes with ease and you can tell. Yeah. She's not trying to hit these notes very hard.
0: She's super gifted yeah she's talent remarkable, yeah, no, remarkable no 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 artist. remarkable vocally talented yes yeah. like like sure. I don't
1: know what's more remarkable at this point. her voice or her writing style or her ability to convey the writing style it's like, which yeah. one do you want because she's got all three in spades,
0: yes yeah, that's and that's what I'm saying, like she's one of those people who can do all three. It's kind of like you're talking about the Meth and Mary song, right like it's 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 a song that does all of the things um that you would want in. A love song, right? Um, and and the I, I would and it's kind of appropriate, like they're both tenuous love songs, right? Mm-hmm. They're both in. I, I would say that the, the um, I'll be there for you or what you're all I need is uh is more romantic for sure. Like it's more yeah more loving, but it's
1: more rooted in the relationship being active and alive too. Right, the relationship is, is active and alive
0: right and the the other one's not really
1: yeah Joni's relationship is over and if it's not over she's ending it on this song
0: yeah it's it's, if it's not over she's ending it Mm -hmm. but but uh, but the cool part of it is that you can sort of hear her figuring that out as the song goes on Mm -hmm. like it's almost like it's, uh, it's not like it's over at the beginning of the song but she's realizing it as it goes
1: No, that's what I mean about it being kind of cathartic too, because it's almost like the revelations are coming as the words and the emotions are pouring out of her. And as Mm -hmm. it goes along, I think she's even in the deeper realization and that's vocally where the change takes place, you know? Right. And it's also one of those things too, that it, um, you know, I don't know the process Mm -hmm. of how this song was recorded, but because of the things that she did vocally, vocally, Mm -hmm. uh, distinctly, it would be interesting to hear the story about if that was intentional or something that happened organically and naturally mm-hmm. yeah. live because you, you know just music recording history is full of those impromptu moments it that just comes out that way yeah. that we think are scheduled because we're so in love with the moment and this sounds like something to me that it's like she may not even planned emotionally where she was in that third verse to do all that fluttering yeah. and all that uh and all the staccato, and that was the word that i was looking for yeah
0: yeah i mean it's it's like she's processing should i like the the first verse is kind of like this is the inciting moment right this i'm telling you what's happening what's just happened right now and mm-hmm. um, we got in a fight i went down to the bar right like that's mm-hmm. should, that's simple and that's simple. and then the second one is her kind of going over like, well, should I go back to like that kind of thing? Right. It's it's just kind of processing. Like I'm a lonely person. Like I'm a lonely painter. I live in a box of paint. So she's like not exactly rejected. taking some responsibility for it, but like, she's like right. saying, was well, it my fault? I mean, there's some right. of that she's in there. She's
1: at the bar feeling rejected. She's at the right. bar feeling rejected.
0: And, yeah. then, and then the third verse she's gets into the, that's, that's where you get the story of um, what your family members told me or something like that. And you're like, mm-hmm. like, and, and that's where she ends it. Right. So, so it's almost like, okay. it's like, so, if, so. if you're, if your family is telling me this, then probably like, if should, should I be in a relationship where your family's telling me I should be prepared to bleed for this? No,
1: Now let's, now, now let's stop for a second though. So let's look at the context of it though. Cause the way the story plays out argument with boyfriend, Goes to bar, starts telling drunk stories about how family members don't like him either. You get what I'm saying about yep. how you can play this song a few different ways. Because yep. you can just play it out on some real, uh, what was on? What they used to call them on The Simpsons on some real slack jaw yokel type stuff, and then like, no, redneck yeah. love drunk and left got drunk at the bar started talking shit about some about a family member that she had a yeah. conversation that's a, that's a country with, song right there drunk at the bar you get what i'm saying about yeah. how you can freak this song Like uh, you can freak this song into like this drunk lonely girl at the bar that gets drunk and starts talking about the drunk family member and is literally fluttering and stuttering her words at the end of the song this girl like Joni mitchell's a genius
0: yeah she's she's like and where
1: would you place her as a songwriter Andrew was my real take after listening to this record because
0: she's for at, me, way at the top. Like, she's I was about
1: to say, as a songwriter, I've always felt like Stevie Wonder was the best songwriter.
0: But Stevie, Stevie Wonder, like, is like, I can't, you can't see my hand, it's a, way above the screen. Like, it's he's, he's, Stevie but in Wonder's... her,
1: I saw somebody capable of doing the things that Stevie does with songs mm-hmm. on different levels, which means she's really, really high
0: yeah like even uh, i would say the reason she's so high on this list is that for the same reason that Stevie Wonder's really high on this list and Prince is really mm-hmm. high on this like those people are way high that up on creative this list aesthetic. Uh, is that they're they're creative but they can there're very few people who have the voice and the lyricism both oh the melodic part oh you're right no you're right dylan's got the lyrics but he doesn't really have doesn't have the voice um and there's a lot of people that do that i mean tom we've talked about several of them tom petty springsteen like those guys have some lyrics and at least in some of their songs but like their their voices are not Joni mitchell's voice it's Um, not or stevie wonder's voice stevie wonder's voice is like if if it's not the greatest of all time, it's certainly way up there. Like it's. I tell. Amazing. How about
1: this? I I tell people that if God has a voice and a vocal tone, it belongs to Stevie
0: Wonder. And yeah, that's like what I, I, I love listening to him. Like it's just. Yeah, right. his
1: voice is the closest thing that I would consider to be something that should be deified in terms of what yeah. you hear on Earth. It's the closest thing, secular wise that I would deify. That's what I think of his voice.
0: Yeah. No, no, she's mm-hmm. Joni Mitchell is in, in the, but she's in that wheelhouse in though. that wheelhouse. Oh, and there's yeah. not many people, even like Lennon McCartney kind of thing, melodically, they're geniuses, harmonically, they're geniuses. Lyrically, they're not her vocally. They they don't have the vocal chops that she does. And there's not very many people that do. And there's very few people that have both, um, the, so, the lyricism so, and the, and so the bubble jobs
1: so this is what, what was what my takeaway because i had a feeling that you were about to say that i was thinking to myself i'm like who is her male contemporary from her era because i can't think of anybody that can write and sing like her except for stevie and prince off uh, the top of my head i recently, stevie wonder I would be
0: the would, the would be the one that has stevie both of comp? those things
1: so so if we're comparing some, anytime you're comparing somebody to Stevie Wonder, they're legendary.
0: Yeah, for sure. Period. Yeah, for Period. Sure.
1: Period. So if Stevie Wonder is her comp, that would make her, in my opinion, arguably the greatest artist in her genre, male or female.
0: Yeah, That's she, how she's I certainly feel. way, way, way up there for sure.
1: Right. So because I mean, because I'm just going to be honest with you, like, you know, of the songs that we've listened to, mm-hmm. you know, Tom Petty's my guy. Yeah, From your side of the song that I've mm-hmm. listened to. But who I am impressed by the most, and it's not even close, is her.
0: Yeah, she, she's incredibly, incredibly. And scary. it's not even
1: close. Like, if I was, like, ranking the artist right now mm-hmm. that we've covered yeah, from your side, she would be first. And we've already talked about Bob Dylan, Tom Petty, Bruce Springsteen, yep. Paul McCartney, and John Lennon.
0: Yeah, that's... That's rarefied that's air.
1: What, that, that's what I think of her as of right now.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, mm-hmm. she, she's, she's something else. Maybe we'll have to come back to her. She has obviously plenty of great songs. No, like... no,
1: no. I want to double back around on her because also, too, you know, how I got familiar with her is through a rap artist on an R&B song hmm. off Janet Jackson's album. I didn't know that. There's a song called Got Till It's Gone. Okay. janet jackson has q-tip has a verse on there but it's from joni the whole sample is from joni mitchell's got till it's gone
0: is it i think that's the don't know what got till it's gone on um, pay paradise put up a parking lot is that what we're talking about yep, yep yeah yeah yep, yep, yep. The, the that's that song's called big yellow taxi and it's one okay. of one of her most famous songs dude the counting crows did a cover of it like five years ago or 10 years that's, ago. Or like that. The,
1: that the counting crows cover is where i remember yeah. after that but on the record, and everybody from my, my from my community knows this, Q-tip is on the hook going, Joni Mitchell never lies. <laughs> Joni Mitchell never lies. That's how, the, that's how it goes. And it's oh, cool. The Joni Mitchell sample. Go listen to Got Till It's Gone by Janet Jackson off the Velvet Rope when we get done.
0: I will do that.
1: Yeah, yeah Got Till It's Gone. That's how I got acquainted with Joni Mitchell. Andrew, you know what's crazy about that? That's why we were in high school together.
0: hmm
1: So I was is getting it? acquainted with Joni while we were working on the mirror together, Yeah. Oh, for real! The Velvet Rope came out while the, Janet's Velvet Rope came out while we were in high school. If I'm not mistaken,
0: mm-hmm. that's cool. That's cool. Yeah,
1: so so around the time when we're doing all the yearbook and uh newspaper stuff is like, yeah, that's the first time that I had really heard who she was.
0: That's awesome. Now, yeah, You <clears throat> tip and Janet. The 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 and I want to talk more about this a little bit when because we're going to do do tribe before much longer too. Um, that um, my favorite band is REM, who's from Athens, Georgia. Um. And um, they actually have two songs that have um, hip hop artists that yeah, feature do. on them. Um, KRS-One is one of them and Q-Tip is the second. Like, yep. so, and, we, and again, we'll talk more about that later. But, I'm
1: familiar with both of those records.
0: Yeah, they're um, they, both Q-Tip and KRS-One on those particular songs um, amplify and bring up songs that otherwise are not super great honestly um, what's go ahead go ahead tell me what you're gonna say
1: no i had a just quick question it was just yeah. like on some rap shit but go yeah. ahead no i want you to finish it no, no
0: th- that was the whole thought like the um the krs1 song the, or the one that he's on is called radio song it's a song that comes on right before losing my religion on oh. out of time this was 1991 and then the other one's called the Outsiders. The one that QTip does, kind of like the outro, sort of too. Mm-hmm. Um, and familiar with REM? That's that's our era. We'll, yeah, we will we will definitely spend some time with REM because that's my. I, I,
1: I was actually about to say, you know, you picked a whole bunch of stuff. That it's like, you know, I got introduced to like REM, Smashing Pumpkins, mm-hmm. Nirvana, no doubt. That, that's the shit that I know. Like you know, yeah. from our era. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like so, so we, we threw stuff, back
0: a little bit, but like No, 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 it's cool. No, 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 but no, it's but cool. like so, and we'll get into Nirvana very soon actually. Um but um So but yeah, it's it's What I mean, do you
1: think? What do you think about Kurt Cobain vocally and songwriting wise in relationship to Joni Mitchell?
0: He was one of the actually one of the people that I was going to name. Like he Okay. He has he
1: came to my mind. A voice
0: that people again i don't want to get too much into kurt now because we're going to talk about kurt in the next one i think but um people when you first hear it or when i first heard it when i was you know 12 or 13 years old or whatever um i heard it being screamy a little bit and he it does have a very powerful voice but there's a whole lot more melody to it than I thought the first time like when you go back and listen to it he is melodically really good his his song like his lyricism is not storytelling in the way in the folk kind of tradition it is like kind of a series of image scattershot images sort of um that kind of come together to, to make a mood um snapshot
1: storytelling
0: mhm yeah but but vocally he's amazing as a songwriter he's amazing um he has another one of those voices that you know immediately when you hear it um it's I, we can kind of function this as as kind of a teaser for the next one actually um because the next when the next one we're hitting can i, can I say what we're doing next is yeah, yeah. that fine with you then the next one is um Two apology songs: Miss Jackson by Outkast and All Apologies. Um, the most famous, which of which is from um, MTV Unplugged. Their MTV Unplugged Nirvana's MTV
1: Unplugged.
0: So, um, him
1: vocally to me, I so remember I was giving Joni Mitchell the nice Nas comparison, right? In hip hop, so mm-hmm. Kurt Cobain to me vocally, rock him, yeah, throaty, yeah. nasal otherworldly like like where's that coming from like i I know that like like it's you know that it's different but it makes you question where is it coming from like where is he from where is that coming no and he
0: he was i mean he wore like really super baggy stuff like like many layers and stuff like that he was a tiny little white guy like yeah and he he was a heroin addict too and we'll we'll get into that too i guess but that's not really um, but, yeah,
1: I would say we, yeah, we can, we, we got to touch on it cause the music kind of like right. dictates that we have to touch on it. Right. Yeah.
0: Um, cause he, he references it. Right. So, um, too and, much. Um, but yeah, he, he's one of those guys where you're and Joni Mitchell's again, another one of those people that you're like, how is that voice coming out of that person? Like somebody that size and that looks like that should not be able to make those sounds. And, um, like you see Method Man and Mary J. Blige, and you believe those voices can come out of those people. Mm-hmm. Like, well,
1: Method Man six four. Yeah. So when you hear that booming, like 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 velvety baritone out mm-hmm. of like a six four husky guy, it's like
0: no. That fits, right? Like it's
1: right, legit. When you're hearing like Kurt Cobain, and you're like, this dude is like five six, a buck thirty. Yeah.
0: He's right. A little little guy. But, yeah. He
1: might not even be five six.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I- I'll look it up between now and when we do the I think next. He's five, one. Six.
1: Yeah, I think he's five six about a buck thirty, buck thirty five.
0: Yeah, he, yeah. He, yeah. Um so yeah, I I don't know how exactly to, to wrap this up. Um but we, we have I, I would, guess decided I, that Johnny Mitchell's one of the greatest songwriters to live. Right.
1: And- I I I just you know, um you know, just for me, when we talk about the greatest in your genre or mm-hmm. in my genre it is typically the males who tend to dominate. And so one of the things that I wanted to highlight was that, I mean, you got somebody like Joni Mitchell that may pop their head out and she really might be better than all the guys. And so she's really, really so we need to give that credit when that occurs too, Mm -hmm. because it's already not skewed in the lady's favor. And so when somebody like her comes along we, uh, for what we're doing and what we're even choosing to do in this vein, we need to be more emphatic about highlighting Joni. Yeah. You know, and that's yeah. one of the reasons, and, I, and I'll just say this now. I mean, and Andrew say this, we did this show two days ago and I woke up the morning after and I asked him to scrap it. And the main reason I asked him to scrap it is because I did not feel like the Joni Mitchell segment that we did was good, yeah. mostly about
0: me. No, and, and my mind wasn't very good either and and I went back and listened to it I went back and listened to it and it wasn't great and we yeah. might put this like somewhere else like later for our outtakes you know in 10 years or whatever yeah. but the and but there, were lots, there, like, there were lots of things that I said this time that I wanted to say that I didn't right. then too. Like, well I just
1: woke up I woke up feeling like I hadn't given her proper justice and due for who yeah. she was too and that's what it was about for me it was like no I didn't give her her due and I didn't do it properly. And so like we're gonna do it again. And you know, and so this is more of a reflection of uh putting her where she belongs in musical conversations, because mm-hmm. the conversations surrounded around her song today have involved Stevie Wonder. And
0: Prince, yeah,
1: and Kurt Cobain, like the,
0: the ones Jack, that are like way, 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 Paul, way up at the top the of, of like the like
1: everybody we talking about is at the top of the list, and so I'm going to say that again. If we're talking about people at the top of the list in reference to her, what does that say about her? Right,
0: she's at the top of the list too. Yeah,
1: she's at the top of the list. And she too, should be. Okay? And we and and we got to speak of her that way because just truthfully, and this is what I mean about how it's um it's problematic even on this side. Mm-hmm. Oh. I'm taught to uplift Mick Jagger and Bob Dylan.
0: Yeah. Me too. Us too. Like, yeah.
1: Right. But I'm not taught to uplift Joni Mitchell. No. And she
0: is. She's something special. And she needs her props, too. So shout out Joni Mitchell.
1: Right. So, you know, this is opportunity when we're doing these things to maybe uplift and put some of the people there who already belong there, but like actually like really place them there when we're talking about them. Right. So that's what this was about to me when I went back and started going through our stuff. But also I started digging on some of her stuff too. I'm like, Oh no, 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 no. I'm like, she's super, super special. Like
0: yeah, she's very like talented. greatest
1: ever conversation top. Twenty artists who ever lived and walked this earth, kind of special. So, yeah. talk about and treat her as such. Yes.
0: Yeah, if, y'all, if y'all haven't listened to um, her album "Blue," which is the song, which is the album that this song comes off of, you should go back and I'll, I'll, I might even put a link to it um, that'll show put up, the up link. here below of us, or put a link to it below the video or whatever. You should you should listen to the whole record. It's it's extraordinary.
1: I'm gonna listen to it.
0: Yeah, it's it's mm-hmm. really 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 good.
1: Oh. I feel I feel it's like required reading out of me at, by the, at this point.
0: Yeah, it's and it's, and it's a good while while I go listen to the the Janet Jackson song. Um, it's 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 good evening music too. It's it's good chill because all of the songs are pretty laid back sounding too.
1: Yeah, go listen to "Got Till It's Gone." Quick Janet point since we're talking about brilliant mm-hmm. all time great. Oh TV yeah, for sure. To close out this show. I had a moment the other day because I was going on a Janet Jackson kick where Mm -hmm. I pulled her up like on my YouTube music and I just started kicking some of her stuff out. Do you know that like she might be the only person who has more verified, bona fide hits than her brother? For real. If you actually go look at it. Like if you go, I'm talking like verified, bona fide hits. The only person that's actually touching Mike as far as verified, bona fide hits.
0: This is his baby sister. This <laughs> is
1: baby sister. Because if you like, I'm talking about the stuff that hits the charts. Not the stuff that people love in music and in the right. annals of music. But it's like if you actually go look at who has made the hit records. We're talking about Control. What have you done for me lately?
0: It's a long nasty, list. Nasty. Mm-hmm.
1: Pleasure Principle. Rhythm Nation. Miss you much, Black Cat. Love will never do without you. That's the way love goes. Mm-hmm. Escapade, anytime, any place. If throb again.
0: Wow, it is a long. List.
1: Yes, yes. Uh, got till it's gone. Um, I'm missing records right now. That's what yep. I mean. It's just like no, her, her 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 hit list looks like her brother's hit list.
0: And that's, that's not what an I mean about how do. we
1: have to start speaking about things and like really contextualizing them the right way. It's like, no, no, no. People look at Mike's catalog. It's like, Oh man, Mike is the greatest thing you ever lived. It's like, man, his sister catalog is like right there with his.
0: Mm-hmm. No, I, I think Janet, not to get too far off this, but like, I think Janet has not gotten her proper due after the Super Bowl thing. And which was not her fault at all. Um, not even a little bit. So it's, it, she is not spoken of in the same way after that moment and she should be like she is one of the one of the greats
1: how about this if we're talking about a live show i think her brother's the only other person live that can rock a show harder than she can as far as like off the records Mm -hmm. because the records got a certain pace and a certain feel to them too it's like most of her great records aren't like these like she don't got no i will always love you as her greatest love there's song. no slowing down this? much
0: yeah
1: right she don't slow it down much like her slow it down is anytime any place which is like just like straight like
0: mm-hmm. i
1: don't even you know what i'm saying yeah. it's like oh that, 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 that that's changing the emotions of the crowd everybody's going home after that and so she's special too mm-hmm. right everybody's going home it's like oh she's wrapping up the show we're ready to go home now taking my wife home we're done here, Janet. Like, thank you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yep. We're done here. Yeah. Oh, uh, my... We're done here.
1: <laughs> you want this with MC Light? That's what I'm saying. Like, the hits are everywhere. She's got mm. all types of stuff. Yeah. The stuff that she's done with Missy, like, in, in the oh, yeah. later days, the stuff she did with JD, like, towards the – yeah. Like, have I ever told you I danced with Janet Jackson and her dance gr- and her, mm. and her dance crew? So, the last time she was on tour, as soon as she was ju- dating Jermaine Dupree
0: Mm.
1: her show was in atlanta i used to work in a restaurant called dolce you remember dolce this around the time my daughter was born Mm -hmm. yeah so asai is still a baby asai is probably like asai is 15 now so this one is about one or two Mm -hmm. i used to hang out when i got off work at this coffee shop called pj's in atlantic station pj's Mm -hmm. used to have a live dj on the weekends and stayed open to about two three in the morning so when Mm -hmm. i'd be getting done about midnight one o'clock It's one of the few places I could go and chill for a second and unwind. We go in there one night. It was one of those rough, rough nights. So it was about seven, eight members from my staff that went in there. Mm. I was with this kid named Delrick. At the time, I think I was 26, 27. Delrick was 19 years old. This kid could dance, Andrew. Mm. Like, he could dance. We used to tell him, it's like, you need to be on tour, like, dancing with your life. Like get out of this restaurant and go get your drink. We're sitting in the VIP section of PJ's, which by the way is just only two tables in PJ's were the VIP section. This a little <laughs> small coffee shop. But we're sitting in the VIP section and Belrick is sitting right next to me. And it's late, we're faded. And he's like, yo, he said, I think Janet Jackson just came in coop. I said, yeah, you're high, we gotta get you home. <laughs> I was like, you got me feeling bad. I was like, we got to get this motherfucker home. He just talked about he's seen Janet Jackson. He's tapping me. He's like, no. He's like, "Coop," He's tugging on me. You know, and keep in mind, I'm only 26, 27, but he's 19. So he's like losing it and grabbing on me. And I'm like, what? He points. And I look over and in coveralls and a little hat and like one of them little halter tops covering the coveralls yeah. and all. The,
0: I know what you're talking about. It, yeah.
1: it, it, it's Janet Jackson and her dance team that just got done with the show and came into PJ's and and PJ's was small. There was one little area to dance and Janet Jackson and her dancers are about 15 feet away from us dancing. And my guy is losing his mind and the other people I'm with, it's Janet. So we're shook. Nobody wants to move. So guess who had to make a move, Andrew? (laughs) Right. So I'm like, fuck all that. I'm like, we're not seeing Janet Jackson again. So I get everybody up and so for the this is your chance
0: right this is the chance
1: this is the chance i'm telling them i'm like we're never getting janet again so i get up and everybody follows me and we go over to the dance floor with janet and her dancers and we all start dancing and so the next hour is us and janet's dancers on the floor together and this is a true story never had a conversation with her or nothing we were all just like kind of talking shit and gigging with each other for about an hour on the dance floor true story and she loved my guy delrick he could dance she told him that he could dance I'll never forget that. That made his life. When we walked out of there, he's like, can Jackson tell me that I can dance my ass off? I was like, no, no, no. I heard her when she said that. I was like, cause she didn't say much, but she said that I heard that. Yeah. And -hmm. and, and it was just peace. Me and my people, we wasn't tripping. We was like, yo, we love you. We appreciate you. Thank you. She gave us a hug. The dancers gave us hugs. We went home and and I want people to understand this too. That's how stars want to be treated. Like that was Janet Jackson in the spot. We didn't do shit, but go over there and dance, kick bobos, and we called it a night. We didn't do no extra shit. We wasn't all like, and, and none yeah, of that. It was like, exactly. no, love you, appreciate you, so happy we got to dance with you, definitely telling everybody that I ever meet for the rest <laughs> of my life this story, and have a good night.
0: Telling That's a giant it. audience now, right now.
1: <laughs> yeah. No, 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 this going to live. This is one of those things. This is actually yep. the first time I've ever really told this story live, actually. Most people don't even know this story ever happened. You have to know me, know me to know that this ever happened.
0: Like, yeah, know. I, I've known you for 25 years and I didn't know this was happening. This yeah, happening I got so.
1: all types of stories like this. This Janet story is one of the better ones because it's Janet Jackson. And that really happened. My boy Delrick. And when I mean we're dancing with Janet Jackson, I mean my guy Delrick and Janet were dancing. Because oh, wow. he's about the only one that was good enough to dance for her. We were dancing with yeah. the rest of the neighbors. I, wouldn't, I, I, need I didn't want that smoke.
0: Mm-mm. Mm-mm. no she, she, she's Mm-mm. another level dancer too like she's not... another
1: level no no you've seen that out on the floor tonight she's another little dancer I was like they already danced with Janet go ahead this is your moment
0: so we Do just it. gigging
1: across from her yeah but that happened
0: mm-hmm.
1: I've got plenty of stories like that it's just you know ain't too many people Janet so
0: yeah Jan- Janet's on a whole, whole different whole different world
1: yeah that's another stratosphere but she was super sweet and kind to me and my team and that's really what I remember about her. she was super kind and sweet mm-hmm. to everybody
0: yeah yeah She's always seemed like uh just from a distance, seemed like a, a really genuinely nice and kind human being.
1: Well, let me tell you something. I've taken care of Jermaine Dupree a couple times too. Give me Janet, and she's way bigger. That's what I mean about some of these dudes with their egos.
0: Oh yeah. No, Janet I, Janet's a whole whole different like Right. Yeah. It, right. Like like you said, like her brother's one of the only people that's like on the same level as as, as that. Like
1: Yeah. Like like I said, her level belongs to people who belong to the Rolling Stones, the Beatles, mm-hmm. Prince, Michael Jackson, Stevie Wonder, Joni Mitchell, Kurt Cobain. Like she's somewhere else. That's, that's a yeah. World. So when so, so when you get to dance with her and her dancers, like yeah, you, you do it. Because I guess what guess hold on guess what hmm. she hadn't been on tour since. Oh, for right, it. right, right. She hadn't been on tour since.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. that's actually a fun place to end like like i i, I dig how you like brought it back around because now i can i don't say i was trying to decide whether we can leave the janet story in or not i mean i know we definitely keep it but like put it like in a separate video somewhere but like you brought it back around so now it it, it, it mm-hmm. stays it stays now um
1: yeah i'm gonna wrap it back around for you
0: brother <laughs> i appreciate it. appreciate it <laughs> Hey y'all, I wanted to toss in an outro here. Um, So make sure you like and share and subscribe and comment. Um, That helps us with the YouTube algorithm. It helps us uh, make sure more people get to see this. So if you think it's valuable, if you are down with what we're talking about or whatever. So if you do that for us, that'd be awesome. Um, We appreciate you. See you next time.